Manatee's lure. It was several hours past midnight when old John, as the town people liked to call him, scrambled over the fence of the cemetery. He held a flashlight, a shovel, and a garbage bag. Anyone who could see his face in the darkness would have noted the fierce look of determination in his eyes. He went silently through the rows, pointing his flashlight at each headstone and shaking his head when it didn't match his search parameters. He knew what he was looking for, freshly dug sand. There had been a funeral for the woman earlier in the day. He knew that for sure, but he did not know where the body had been buried. He continued to move from row to row until he finally spotted it. The headstone held the freshly printed name, Deborah Myrtle Connor. It was the right one. He had seen it in the newspaper. The soil was still scattered from the digging. It was soft enough to be dug with ease. Old John started to dig. He continued until his arms were sore and even then he didn't stop. He eventually struck the hard wood of the coffin. That was when he allowed himself a smile. He cleared the rest of the sand off it and swung it open. The woman inside was blonde with a peaceful look on her face. Despite it being pale beyond comparison, this was usually the most difficult part. Old John had a cleaver in his garbage bag, which he brought out. He readied himself and hacked at the arm first, making a loud crunching noise. It did not bother him that he could get caught. He knew there was no one around for miles. No blood splattered as he worked, which he liked. He went at it with the cold indifference of a butcher until finally the arm came off just above the shoulder. He inspected it like a prize. This should do, he said to himself. It's still fresh enough to work with. He shoved it into the bag. Next, he cut off the other arm, deciding to leave the legs. Old John did not need much bait. The fishing competition was the next week and he was going to use a different type of bait. He had won the annual fishing competition for nine years in a row now. He was something of a local champion. This year, he was planning to catch a grind fish in order to make it ten years in a row. He had just the perfect bait in mind. Just one more year, old John said to the cold darkness. One more year and I'll be done with all this. I just wish Papa could have been here to see. When the competition had first started, old John was still a young fisherman. He had entered it with his father. While trying to bring in a particularly large fish, his father had slipped and hit his head on the side of a boat, leaving a large gash on the side of his head. Before they could get him to the hospital, he had already bled to death. Even to this day, old John could remember the dark red color the water had turned because of the blood and how the fish had swirled around it like impatient phantoms. Old John bit his lip. There's no use dwelling on the past, he thought. He closed the coffin and shoveled the sand back into the hole. He had to make sure it looked exactly like it did when he met it or people might start asking questions. He had a close call five years ago when he had dug up two graves and forgot to cover the second one. The investigators naturally came to his house first as he lived closest to the cemetery. He had just managed to stop them from entering his basement back then. Old John had vowed himself never to make a foolish mistake like that again. It was almost daylight when he was done shoveling dirt. The sky was still very dark, however. He scaled back up the low fence and walked to his truck. He kept the muddy shovel and the garbage bag at the back and drove off to the house. 
He didn't waste much time at home. He cut away the parts he was going to use and kept the rest in the freezer. He cut away the meat with the precision of a surgeon, stacking it on top of each other until he got a sizable pile. It was time to make the chum. The fish always went crazy for his chum. He brought out his meat grinder and ground the flesh into a paste. Next, he tore a loaf of wheat bread into the mixture, along with two cans of cheap cat food. He blended it all, covering his nose at the awful smell. Every time he made chum, the smell filled his basement like someone had set off a gas bomb. He was almost choking. When it was blended, he poured in a cup of cooking oil. When he was younger, his father had told him that the oilier the chum, the bigger the fish. When he was done, he put a part of it in the freezer. That was when he heard the knock on the door. His heart leaped. His basement was still a bloody mess. He cleaned his hands and went upstairs. He opened the door to meet a young woman in her thirties. Good morning, she said. I'm new in town and I think I'm lost. He noticed her squeeze her nose a bit at the smell. He couldn't blame her. Where are you going? Old John grunted. The cemetery. They buried my sister yesterday. Old John froze. He could see a vague resemblance to the woman in the coffin yesterday. She's perfect, he thought. His eyes moved from her long blonde hair to her plump body. The fish would love it. The fresher the bait, the crazier they get. He knew this through years of experience. A plan struck him suddenly. He made a quick sweep of his front yard. Only her car was parked outside and there was no one in it. He held himself from jumping at her. I'll show you the way, old John said, trying to sound as warm as possible. It's hard to find it by directions alone. Come in and sit while I get dressed. Thank you, she said, entering his house. He could sense the hesitation in her steps. She was looking around the house with her hands wrapped around her body. Old John did not waste any time. He snuck up behind her and hit her as hard as he could at the side of the head. She dropped to the floor immediately. He dragged her down to the basement. Her head bobbed on the stairs as he took her down. He was panning heavily by that time. It was worth it, he said to himself. The fish would love it. He tied her to a beam with a web of fish lines. He stood as still as a statue watching her unconscious body. She was sprawled in an awkward position with her arms twisted unnaturally. Old John twitched. He decided it was time to get to work. He spread the tarp on the floor and sharpened his cleaver. He made sure he killed her before starting his work. I'm sorry. He said to the corpse, this is something I have to do. It's not just about the competition. Now you get to be part of something more, something meaningful. It was messier than making his chum. Blood splattered all over his walls, his work overalls, and even the floor, despite the tarp. He was not used to working with a fresh body. He threw the bits he had cut into a bucket, which was beginning to fill up. He knew that by the time he was done, he would have about four to five buckets full, which was perfect for his new plan. The work went on efficiently. He started with the arms first, before moving on to the legs and then the body. His eyes flicked to the clock occasionally. It was early in the day and he could still make it to the river before it was busy outside. He did not stop until he was done, not even to take a breath. The only sounds that filled his basement were the rhythmic, sharp crunch of bone and the squelch of flesh being cut. 
It was almost afternoon by the time old John left his house to go to the river. The cutting had taken longer than expected. The sun was already blazing in the sky, making him sweat profusely. He heaved a bucket to the back of the truck and drove off. There was no one at the river when he got there. Fishing had stopped weeks ago in preparation for the competition. Old John had to move quickly before anyone saw him. He got his bucket and rolled up his pants, wading into the river until it was at the level of his waist. That was when he emptied the bucket into it. Large chunks of bloody flesh tumbled out and splashed into the water. Old John knew that within minutes the fish would be in a feeding frenzy. He left before they could smell the scent. He knew that it was soon to travel downstream, beckoning them to feed. The next day he came at the same time to the same spot in the lake, pouring in another batch of meat. This time it was frozen. Through the clear water he could see two or three fish hanging around. They went straight to feasting, pushing against each other as they struggled for the biggest pieces. Old John smiled. His plan might just work, he thought. He already could imagine himself holding the trophy for the tenth time in a row, one final crowning victory after years of hard work. Fishing meant everything to him, and the fishing competition meant even more. It was his way of saying goodbye to his father, his way of honoring his memory. Old John came to the same spot every day at the same time throughout the week, each time with a full bucket of human flesh. By the fifth day, he met a horde of hungry fish. Before he could empty the bucket, one of the fish bit into his leg. Old John screamed. Another one bit his leg. He reflexively dropped the bucket into the water. He did not expect the madness that followed. The fish were crazy over the meat now. In the chaos, more fish bit his legs, and by the time he managed to scramble out of the water, his legs were bloody and full of bite marks. It didn't bother him in the least. The fishing competition was in two days. He packed his clothes and left. On the first day of the competition, Old John was the first to arrive. He waited and watched as the people from different walks of life moved about. The shoreline was packed and the river was filling with different boats, manned by determined fishermen hoping for a prize catch. It was Old John's favorite place to be. Many of the townsfolk greeted him as he passed. He was a bit of a celebrity due to being a nine-time champion. He waved back at them, making his way to his boat, which was moored at the dock. He knew exactly where to stop his boat. He had not come there for two days, and he was sure the fish were very hungry. He got his equipment ready, threw some of his special chum into the water. He noticed that some people watched him as he worked. Next, he set out his line and waited. It didn't take long before he got a bite. The line was shaken wildly. He jumped up to reel it in, almost snapping his line in the process. When he reeled the fish in, he saw that it was a big one. He heaved it up for the crowd to see. They cheered him. It thrashed wildly in his hands as he took it in for weighing. It almost slipped from his hands twice. This is the biggest I've seen so far, the person at the weighing station remarked. No one else has ever even gotten a bite. What bait do you use? That's a trade secret. Old John said, smiling. He brought in one more before the end of the day. While fishing, he heard talk of a missing person. He saw two police officers moving around with a photo asking questions. The people on the shoreline shook their heads in the negative when they saw it. When they got to him, Old John tried to act as calm as possible. The photo they showed him was the woman who had shown up at his door. 
They said her name was Mary Connor. He shook his head, saying he had never seen her before. They left him and continued their questioning. He breathed a sigh of relief. You'll never find her, he whispered. She is with the fishes now. By the end of the fishing competition, old John saw that his plan had worked extremely well. The fish in the river would not eat anything else but human flesh. By the end of the week, he had caught about eight huge fish and three smaller ones. He had broken all of his previous records. He had won by a significant margin. On the last day, old John decided to set out one last time. This time, he dumped more chum into the river. After about half an hour, he got a bite. The fish pulled against the line, almost dragging the boat along with it. Old John could tell this was a big one, and his suspicion was right when minutes later, he reeled in the biggest fish he had seen so far. He needed three people to help him bring it in and carry it for weighing. When they dropped it on the scale, a little girl remarked, What's that in the mouth? They set it carefully on the floor. An official bent to pry open the mouth. She picked something from inside it and held it up for inspection. The crowd drew in a collective breath of horror. It was a human finger, bloated and blackened. It had a gold ring on it which glinted in the sunlight. Someone at the back screamed a cry of terror. The little girl started to weep. The competition organizers wrapped it in a clear bag and submitted it to the police, who later confirmed that the ring on the bloated finger was Mary Connors.